You are listening to a Lee W. Johnson podcast, Season 1, Episode 6, titled Powering Up Your Sigil Magic with a Robofish, and also Progressive and Possession Sigils. I'm your host, Lee W. Johnson, and welcome to my podcast, where I talk about all things related to magic, witchcraft, demonolatry, and a whole load of other related things. If you would like to find out more about me, get in touch with me, or hire me for a service, please go to my website, leewjohnson.com, or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. So far we have discussed how to create sigils, how to activate them, and sigil shoaling. To complement sigil shoaling, let's now talk about the robofish. If you are a bit adverse to fish, very sorry about that, but this all comes from Gordon White, so you can blame him. The concept of the robofish came from a study that was done in 2010 at the University of Leeds, wherein a robotic fish was placed with a shoal. They wanted to see how the robotic fish would influence them. As the robotic fish made very abrupt, decisive movements, the shoal would follow it. We could say that the robotic fish became the alpha of the pact. The same thing happens with most group or communal animals, even humans. The reason this becomes so significant to sigil magic and specifically to sigil shoaling is that the robofish becomes the alpha of the pack and directs all of the other sigils. Now, in regards to shoaling and the robofish, we mentioned previously that we would take our large, broad objective and split it into smaller goals, making those goals more defined in order to reach the larger objective. Because these sigils are shoaling together, they gather more and more energy. The reason the robofish becomes so important here is because it is a fixed, determined point. The robofish is something that is inevitable. No matter what happens, the sigil and intent behind the robofish is one that will happen regardless. This makes the robofish immediately successful. As we saw with the experiment at the University of Leeds, the shoal of fish are inclined to follow the robotic fish. So in shoaling sigils, you create a robofish which is already successful. Therefore, all of the other sigils in the shoal will follow the success of the robofish. So for your robofish, think of something that is inevitable. Do you have a daily habit that you do without fail? You can even make it something like, I brushed my teeth today. I eat two boiled eggs and toast every morning so I can make my robofish about that. Then, throw your robofish in with the shoal and watch them all manifest one by one. It's simple, it's easy, and it's also logical. Now, I just want to wrap up this whole sigil series with progressive and possession sigils, and I'm putting them together because they're both pretty quick explanations. I came across these two sigil working concepts in the book Chaonomicon by Jack D. Hawkins. 
Unlike your normal working where you can create and launch a sigil within a few minutes, these are sigil workings that you do over a period of time. You would start off the same as before, think of your desire, create your will sentence, design and draw your sigil from the letters or whatever method you have chosen to use, then from your jumble of letters that you are left with after removing the vowels and repeated consonants, you can then create a mantra. Take those letters and start to speak them, adding vowels back in so that you end up with an audible and phonetic sound which becomes your mantra. Make sure the mantra flows because you will be repeating it over and over again to use in order to enter an ecstatic state. Then you would decide on a period of time. This could be done over a three-day period because three represents manifestation. Or for seven days, so that you complete a round of all seven planets. It could even be half a lunar month. So you could develop the sigil from the new moon to the first quarter, and then do the magic itself from the first quarter to the full moon. Then... For that period of time, you work with the sigil on a daily basis. For this, you can do half an hour meditation as an example. Do this every day and at the same time every day so that you create a pattern. What you're going to do over that period of time is charge the sigil. And then on the last day, you launch it. And it is when you launch it that you use the ecstatic state. All you're doing during that period is putting energy into the working itself, into the desire, into the outcome that you want. You can use visualization for this if you want to, visualizing the outcome as being done. In other words, whatever you want to bring into your life, it's already in your life. Make it present tense. Then on the last day, you go into an ecstatic state or a state of exhaustion and you launch the sigil. After that, you can take the sigil down and destroy it. Now, with the possession sigil, this works best for something that you want to improve with yourself or for improvement in your health, something that can be internalized. I think it goes without saying that if you have health or mental issues, make sure you consult a doctor before doing any of this work, especially with some of the methods of trance induction. So, maybe you want to become wiser. Maybe you want to become a better writer. Maybe you want to just improve your health generally. Maybe you do have an ailment that you want to actually cure. It's all about improving or benefiting yourself and your physical being, your mental being, your spiritual being, your emotional being. What you would do is create your sigil and then draw that onto a large piece of paper or a board, large enough to be able to stand on. Put that on the floor. To begin you stand outside or away from the board. Then you are going to imagine a circle around the sigil. If it makes it easier, draw a circle on the board around your sigil. From that circle, you're going to imagine a column of light. Whilst you build up this column of light, you can chant your mantra, which you created from your will sentence, using it to create an ecstatic state or bring yourself to a point of exhaustion. Direct all of that energy into the column of light and let it build, grow, and pulsate with power, stretching down into the earth and up into the heavens. This column of light becomes pure energy that is imbued with your desire. When you feel you are ready and you have built up enough energy, then step into the column, onto the sigil, and let the energy, 
which, if you remember, is imbued with the intent and desire, possess you. Let all of that energy fill every cell of your body. Very effective and definitely worth giving it a shot. If you try any of the methods mentioned throughout this series, or any methods that haven't been discussed, I would love to hear from you regarding your experiences. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash Lee W. Johnson, then you can leave me a voice message. Or if you are reading this on my blog, leave a comment. And that completes the sigil series. I'm going to then continue with the servitor creation series from next week. This podcast was brought to you by, well, myself, Lee W. Johnson. To find out more about me, please visit my website at leewjohnson.com or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. If you like the video format, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, where I also host a live show every Friday with Rev Kai called The Black Hat Chat. It's just two witches chatting about traditional witchcraft and other topics. That's me for this week. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening.